Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get $10 off your next order. Not first order, but every order. That's code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at builtbar.com. are locked on wild your minnesota wild every day here on the lockdown podcast network it is your host joe Bully of 10krings.com and tony abbott with 10krings.com tony how you doing joe k <laughs> going i'm doing joe k right All now right. uh we are joined again uh hanging out uh after uh yesterday's episode uh is Derek peterson today guys how you doing well first of all Derek, how you doing Great. Thanks for, thanks for bringing me back for day two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, we are going to take uh, mailbag questions today. So we've got not just Tony and I going back and forth over these. This will be, uh, we got a third voice in there. So you don't always have to listen to my terrible hot takes. Yeah. So uh, we'll start out with this question from Justin. Uh, he, uh, he mentions uh, tangentially the Kasperi Kapman trade that I talked about on the episode that came out on Wednesday afternoon. Um, He asks, do you see Minnesota having interest in trading with Toronto for the 15th pick, which funnily enough was originally the, uh, the pick that, uh, that Pittsburgh decided to keep. And then Mm -hmm. they traded him over to, uh, to, or that pick over to Toronto in order to get Kasperi Kaplan. Anyway, back to this, the 15th pick, and then in turn using that to possibly move up in the draft. So I was a little like perturbed when I saw that it was the 15th overall getting sent over. <laughs> and I was like that. That's our pick. Damn it. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to trade with Toronto, I don't know if I'm going after that pick. I'm going after one of their other guys, like a Nylander. Yeah. I definitely want a player from that team. I think I like, especially a Nylander. I don't really want 15, like 15 doesn't excite me that much. I'd much rather have, somebody who can make more of an impact instead of somebody who's going to be stuck in a juniors league or a, a minor league that potentially might not even play. So big Willie style, as I like to call. Yeah. That's the really big thing on that is either you, if you're going to make a deal with Toronto, would you rather have 15th overall to get a hope and a prayer or a lottery ticket? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like chances are taking a decent player in the first round are still pretty good, but you can get somebody that's actually established in the NHL a known commodity um, and who's still relatively young that you can control for a while. If you're going to make a deal with Toronto, I think the 15th overall pick is the last one you're going, last thing you're going for. I mean, definitely if you're trading like a defenseman to Toronto for that, but like I could see a smaller move, like getting the 15th overall pick in a smaller move being, you know, a nice little get there. Like if you traded like Marcus Foligno, cause Toronto needs to get tougher. Um, 15th overall sounds like a pretty good return for something like that. That I would like pull the trigger on immediately. That's a complete no brainer for me. And then Kyle Dubas can have an analytics tough guy and go to the media and say, 
we got tougher. I think you should do it. What do you guys think? I wonder if they have analytics on like tough guys. You know how many right crosses he throws in a fight, or like yeah, cross checks, yeah. slew butts, um, <laughs> penalties. Penalty minutes for sure. Yeah, Stand up maybe, for your guys be, per well, sixty. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting the crowd hyped per sixty. I mean, hell with uh, Marshan, they had to uh, add a whole new column for licks per minute. <laughs> Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Jamie Ben has zero. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. I that you know what? I'm gonna let you walk off with that one for this segment. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we'll take a break. We got more mailbag questions with a fully loaded mailbag coming up after this but first i do want to talk to you about built bar uh built bar is the uh the again like i said in the uh title sponsor is they are the best tasting protein bar out there on the market they're covered in 100 chocolate they've got um packed loaded of fiber and loaded with uh just all kinds of good stuff where you know that uh, as a guy that or or gal that's wanting to um you know, maintain weight, lose weight or whatever they're trying to do. Uh, you know that if you're look, if you're craving a treat, if you go to Built Bar uh, and pick one of their 18 amazing flavors and plus either of their 12 uh, amazing new flavors, check them out. And you know that you're not going to be uh, loading up your body, you know, for that late night craving or something like that with something that's just absolute garbage for you. No, BuiltBar.com is incredibly healthy. It's good for you. And, um, you know, like I said, it's packed full of fiber and protein, which uh, does a body good, which might be a milk slogan. But either way, it's uh, uh, it's still uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, you can feel good about putting in there. And uh, if you if you use that promo code lockdown, it's ten dollars off every order. And uh, whether you're a newcomer or not, it's uh, ten dollars off that order and then arrive to you and uh, you can satisfy those cravings. Uh, and, uh, and while supplies last, you get a free cooler worth purchase, which is a uh, pretty baller. So check out BuiltBar.com right now. Order your pack of Built Bars and uh, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off of your order. That's Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10krinks.com with uh, special guest Derek Peterson. Uh, and uh, I do want to, uh, before we get into mailbag questions, I do just want to make sure that, uh, one, people are, I guess, the big thing is right now is uh, is we're, we're I'm not much of a praying guy, but I do have my I'm sending good vibes to the people of the Gulf of Mexico along uh, the Texas and Louisiana coast. Uh, Hurricane Laura is looking to uh, uh, it, as we record right now is kind of bearing down on them. And uh, it's I mean, the National Weather Service basically said this is an unsurvivable storm, which is something that you don't hear from them. So we do hope that uh, they are um, taking shelter and uh, that they're safe and uh, we can minimize the loss of life and and our hopes are with them for sure so uh definitely uh check that out if you want to donate to causes that will help them rebuild i encourage that as well all right uh mailbag all right we're, we're back to the mailbag uh for 10 minutes we can pretend that we're not living in just like a uh, hell world and uh and talk a little bit about hockey right guys uh ryan asks how much is brodeen going to get well he's making what four million or so right now he's making four point uh one million i think the uh, evolving hockey projections can i i want to guess before you yeah 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 i was, I was I either gonna do I over or under yet. or have you guess 
Oh, uh, I, I'm just going to say like six million. Like I think if Tyler Myers can get six million, Jonas Burdine is definitely worth. Oh that. God, Tyler Myers has six million. <laughs> Jesus, great uh, deal, right? Yeah, I don't know how he's got the contract he's got. Look, it's too much money, but at least it's for five years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, mm, you know, Jared Spurgeon, what he's get, he's got about seven and a half, right? Yep. Yeah. I can see probably get Brodeen getting right around that 6.9 million. The evolving just, wild projections is uh, five years at 4.9 million. Oh, so 5 million. Wow. Okay, so I just think I think he doesn't contribute enough offensively for their models. Yeah, to push that model higher. But I yeah. think I think if he hit the market, though, I, I do think that uh, that he would be valued at at much higher. Uh, maybe maybe a million or so. I think six million kind of sounds about right to okay. uh, to a fair price uh, for me. Um, but yeah, if if you look at the guys at like six million and like slightly above that, you're starting to get into like the pretty like elite tier of guys um so I, I think that would probably be about the ceiling but i don't know gms like to do extremely dumb things in free agency so who says somebody wouldn't give them like seven and a half i don't know uh but let's uh let's let's say that you have an opportunity now to ink uh brodine for five years and uh and 30 million six million average annual value do you do that or do you want to look elsewhere well that's a tough question um you know i like I like what he brings, you know, he's, he's somebody that if he leaves the team, you're going to notice right away, I think, but is it such a drastic decrease in defensive value that you would like you, that you would notice an extreme drop off or would it be kind of slight? I don't, that's a really, really good question. I, I definitely want him on this team next year. <laughs> I'll go that far and say past that. I, I don't really, I'm not really sure because I think this team is in probably rebuilding mode like actually rebuilding like starting over mm-hmm. so i don't know if he's a part of that maybe going forward you see him and spurgeon as like your your top pairing um if ryan Suter's contract ever ends which i have to check the numbers but i don't think it does <laughs> um so from that perspective i think maybe you want to keep him around i mean it all depends on what the team wants i think he's extremely valuable and You'll definitely notice if he's gone and, and you want him on your team, it's just, you know, what's what's your vision like for the future? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I'd say that if he if if Minnesota has like the the uh whatever to uh to try to uh pull off like uh okay, well we got Kaprizov, we got uh, Fiala breaking out, our timeline sped up, let's get a number one center and go. I think that Brodeen kind of has to be a part of that, and you kind of have to give him that yep. money, because yep. uh, especially with Suter declining, I think is another, like, really big thing that you gotta you gotta point out. And, you know, maybe you lose Susie this offseason, so you don't even have that in your back pocket. Um, and, and I don't know how, you know, sold I am on Susie going forward, at least being as good as he was last year was. Um, so I think if you are going to try to win immediately, he's got to be a part of that. But if not, uh, he's uh, he's a good trade chip. Absolutely. And I think the franchise needs to decide whether it's Dumber or Brodeen, to be honest. Mm, I wrote an article about the contrary. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, mm. Plug for 10K rinks. Uh, speaking of trade chips, though, 
Uh, would it make sense, Carl asks, to trade for William Nylander and try him at center? He's played a little center in Toronto. I know you believe that he is maybe more of a center than maybe some other people have. I would say, again, like I mentioned, if if you're going to make a trade for maybe that 15th, I'd maybe have, take a shot at Nylander and see if you can't get him in here. Uh, he's young enough. I think he's... Um, It'd be worth bringing in if you're looking for somebody to plop in the middle of uh, of Kaprizov or even have a Kevin Fiala on the flank. So it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Every I I really can't say that I've watched that much Nylander. I haven't seen a ton of uh, Maple Leafs games this last year or even last year. So um, everything that I've heard on other podcasts and and radio is that he's not. People think he's not a center. Um, so I guess that all depends on if you think that he is a, uh, a center or not. If you're the wild, do you think he can actually play center and be productive? You know, with him, I kind of worry about, do you have like the, the Grandland situation where he's a really productive winger, but a little undersized, uh, to be, you know, that, that good center, that true number one center. I think that, you know, you don't, he doesn't necessarily have to be like, uh, I guess a Patrice Bergeron, like you don't have to ask every center to be. Patrice yeah. Bergeron to uh, to be successful, you know, just like an enormous two-way threat. Um, I think that what I like about Nylander at center is if you're not going to ask him to do the defensive stuff and maybe pair him with somebody like uh, Matt Boldy or, 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 or a two-way winger, right, who can handle the defensive responsibilities, like whoever the next Nino Niederreiter is, right? If you ask him to handle the responsibilities and just say, uh, Willie, I just need you to be Big Willie style out there, <laughs> just carry the puck like you do, which is extremely well, uh, and be an offensive presence for us. And you have a winger uh, handle that duties. I think that works okay, especially since uh, Nylander's better in the faceoff dot than you might think. Um, over uh, over fifty two percent over the last three years, and like I, I think faceoffs are a little bit overrated. But if you are looking for that out of a center, at least. Um, and you have somebody who can handle the defensive responsibilities, or if you just say, you know what, uh, when when he's out with Fiala or Kaprizov, it's run and gun time. Um, mm. I think that works. Yeah, I think in that situation, like if you just put him on a line with like two super talented wingers, like just say like screw it, let's just you know we don't care how many goals we give up, even like we're just gonna score, we're just gonna outscore you. Like the the pucks just gonna be in the offensive zone so much that it doesn't even matter. Um, that's one way to to go for it. I just, I, I just haven't seen enough of him to really know if he's a center or not. And uh, and you also have to wonder how much of an appetite does uh, does wild hockey even under the uh, the new management, right? Uh, yeah. Wonder how much he is is going to uh, want to uh, want to see that. But that's fine. Uh, next question: uh, Thoughts on Anton Lundell? Is he the diamond in the rough the Wild need? You know, he's going to be around there and um, around when the wild pick. And he's, uh, sounds to me like he's every bit of a finished center that you're ever going to want. He plays a 200 foot game, uh, is able to score, is able to defend. Um, and uh, sounds like a guy that this team certainly could use. Uh, and uh, if they can get more offense out of him, then uh, I would say. That's a that's a hell of a pick right there. 
we'll have a future episode where we talk more about Lundell, and I, I know that you don't know too much about Lundell, uh, Derek. I'm not. I'm not skipping you intentionally. Or, or no, I know nothing. I didn't hear. I had never heard of the guy until I saw that tweet. Yep. Um. So. Um. Yeah, Lundell, two A center out of Finland. I I talked to uh to somebody on my other uh, podcast, uh, other hockey podcast, Corn Cob Hockey, about uh Lundell. He uh Tobias Pedersen. He lives out in Sweden. Um, and he uh talked about Lundell, and he was extremely high on Lundell. Um, who uh was as an eighteen year old in Finland in his draft year, right? Uh, he not only was, I think he was top two or top three in Corsi percentage in, in Finland um, as an 18-year-old, basically. Uh, not only did he have that going for him, he was also over two points per 60 minutes, and he did not have that very much power play time. I think he averaged over three shots a game uh this year uh in, in finland so uh he really liked him not just from a defensive standpoint where you know the defense is there uh he liked him uh offensively as well even if he doesn't have like a lot of flash um he's still been productive and then um yeah so that's uh that's what i got to say from uh from his perspective and we'll probably go a little deeper into that, but I don't know. How does any of that sound to you, Derek? Well, that sounds awesome. It sounds, you know, like Miko Koivu 2.0, but maybe a little, a little bit better even. Yeah, like if he could be a Miko Koivu that drives the offense a little bit more, because I think that was kind of Miko's problem. It wasn't necessarily like the point total, but, you know, he would, he would definitely make you better defensively. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think that he very often made people better offensively even if he did drive play sure although i do want to see it just to see like the wild fan who just like hates like european <laughs> skaters who are just like oh another grand land another koivu like the koivu haters of the world like just to see their heads like explode again oh that would, yeah that would always be that would be great if he's picked you know the first tweet coming out of minnesota wild fans or some particular minnesota wild fans is gonna be oh great we got another soft euro player <laughs> yep yep another soft yeah, euro guy who can't score or canadian boys yep anyways uh my, that's my a- least favorite player was soft euro marion geberich <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's take one more break with more questions after this you're listening to lockdown wild talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to getroman.com slash lockedonnhl and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. 
GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10KRigs.com with special guest Derek Peterson going over your mailbag questions. We have a lot to get through in this last segment, so I do want to get right into those. Uh, so I'll hand it over to you, Tony. Michael asks, even if it helps a division rival, do, would you take on uh, Steve, uh, Alexander Steen or Tyler Bozak for St. Louis's first-round pick? They desperately need space if they want to sign uh, Petrangelo, and the Wild can absorb one year of their salary easy. I absolutely do not want to do anything that allows St. Louis to re-sign Petrangelo. Um, he's one of my least favorite players to watch. It always seems like he's like punching some, like, five six guy on the wild and then like st louis fans are tweeting like that's a real captain right there so like i want to see that guy gone so yeah i don't support that at all (laughs) well and here's i guess what i'm thinking of is it's like what pick are we talking about here because i mean the uh the to to get the st louis blues's pick is gonna be a low uh low pick like 26 or something yeah so like What's the point? I mean, I get that it's the second first round pick in this relatively deep draft, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if it's worth taking on either of those players or even trying to help out the Blues in any sort of way to to do that. I don't know. I'm I'm more of like don't help them out, and uh, we'll uh, we'll figure out a way to. I mean, they don't they already have the first round pick of the Penguins for next year? They have three picks. These next two years in the first round that's pretty damn good as long as and what obviously what it makes those picks is if you can freaking hit on them so hit on the picks and we'll all be fine one thing i might do is uh is i I maybe wouldn't do it for uh do it for um a, a first round pick but man like if you could get your hands on jordan kairu uh I, I would I would be pretty interested in that right shot uh right shot player he's played wing um but still um uh he uh he looks to be a, a real dynamic talent uh he hasn't quite found his way in the uh the NHL but as a uh 22 year old in the AHL he had 15 points in 16 games the year before that he had 43 points in uh 47 games like if you could get that and, and kind of have it be like a, a thing where uh, when uh, when Chicago traded away like Tavo Teravainen, like that would be something I'm interested in. Next question. All right. Uh, Morpheus from the Matrix asks, would you trade Dumba to Calgary? For what? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, they, they look like a team that is going to be making big changes. Does that mean Sean Monaghan? Does that mean Johnny Gaudreau? Um, it, it sounds like a lot's on the table for Calgary. I don't. Do you really think Goudreau is like part of the like possibly traded category? Uh, I have heard his name uh, in such speculation. Well, I mean, obviously, I would want Goudreau on this team. I think he makes us better immediately. Sean Monahan is somebody who excites me too. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot else, you know, Kachuk, I guess, but. Does does a Goudreau or a Monaghan, and I don't have their stats up or anything like that, but they're they're in their mid-20s, right? Yeah, uh, Goudreau is uh, is 27. Yeah, and then Monaghan's probably, what, 25 or 26? Something like that. 
So if you're the Minnesota Wild and you're maybe not looking to necessarily try to win now, I mean, you're looking, you're probably more concentrating on development and expiring contracts and stuff. Do you trade one of your bigger trade chips for a guy who's going to be on the older, older end of things by the time the team is good again? I don't know if that's a pick, if that's something that I necessarily do at this point. Maybe, maybe I'll revisit it after next offseason, after after Seattle expansion and after the, or maybe at the draft. But I, I'm not in any hurry right now to trade if the if we're not if the Wild aren't getting exactly what they need back. They, 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 I don't feel like it's they're in a hurry right now to do anything. Yeah, and the thing is, right? Like you're you're kind of you're kind of fixing with either of them. You're kind of fixing one hole by blowing up another too. And you know, maybe maybe Monahan's worth it. Maybe Gaudreau's worth doing it. But I'm just I'm not in any mood to uh, to trade uh, Dumba. Like I, I think that I think that a lot of people kind of see it as an inevitability. Um, but I don't know. I really hope he sticks around. I, I think that. Uh, I think that he's a, a really good player. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see if he can regain the form that he had before uh, getting injured a couple years ago. And uh, there, there's nothing he's done this offseason that, that has done anything but endear him to me more personally. So I would, I would hate to see Dumba go. Anyway, next question. Um, lost my questions. <clears throat> sorry i'm almost okay sorry three two one uh ben asks some people want the wilds next jersey to uh next third jersey to be black why are people stupid um i don't like black as their third jersey and if it's gonna look like what the to me i feel like if you're gonna go black it's gonna look a lot of like of what the uh like the 92 north stars looked like and i don't know if it's a great look so i i don't know i don't think you'd that's like the the stars would probably like sue the wild if they did that for like because since they own like the trademark and everything i don't i i pretty i think for the third jersey they should go with the uh the polo style that the the players (laughs) wore on their way into the bubble you know, classy white short Very sleeve, small logo. Real small logo on the upper left, you know, classy collar, button, some some small black stripes. There's your black for the people that want black. They don't look presentable when they're wearing their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really don't. And then the uh the opposite of that color would be a real nice khaki brown. Yeah, they could do like they can do like khaki um, hockey pants, <laughs> and then maybe uh, I believe like that's their, called their, harvest wheat. <laughs> yes, harvest wheat, hockey pants, and then like they could do like some uh, some Nike Air Monarch looking uh, skates. I think that'd be a really really clean look. Yeah, I I, I just don't like the, the thing with the black jersey is that like so many other teams do have that and, and it's like such a common thing it's like going with a red primary like why would you do it when you can stand out with another color that's in your uh in your wheelhouse ben also asks i think the the twin cities minnesota should be known culinarily for all burgers and not just juicy lucy's what can we do to further this movement i think we should do a letter writing campaign 
<laughs> Write to your senators. Tell them that they need to talk on the Senate and House floor about how good Red Cow, uh, Matt's Bar, and Parlor Burger are. I think that's the only explanation. 99% of the best burgers in the United States are from Minnesota. Hey, we'll talk it's about true. them. Uh, we'll talk them up like crazy once they sponsor their show. Yeah, please give us burgers to uh, <laughs> to all. Uh, and Derek, you got to give Derek burgers too. Otherwise, we're not going to. We'll just eat your burgers and not say your name. You got to send Derek burgers too. Um, here's the thing with that is that like everybody has burgers. Every city you go to, you have burgers. You need like a spin on burgers to be known for them. It's like New York, right? Like... New York doesn't just do pizza, right? They do the big floppy New York style pizzas. And I think Juicy Lucy having a niche in the whole burger thing, like how many other places do you know have their own unique burger? I think it's just fine that Minnesota's known for Juicy Lucy's. It's totally fine. I agree, but there are a lot of great burger places too. And I think that gets kind of swept under the rug. Like, you don't have to be the Juicy Lucy to be, like, the good burger in Minnesota. You can be just a plain old cheeseburger, and it, people will like you just fine. So I think that I think that's what you got to do to uh, to uh, spread this is, is say to your friends, like, look, you can't have the Juicy Lucy. Just know that the other burgers on the menu also delicious. And I think sometimes, like, a regular burger place kind of feels, like, forced that they have to do a Juicy Lucy to be part of the, the, the scene, right? And they do it poorly, you know? Just stick to the old-fashioned if you're not ready to make the jump. Just stick to the, the, the old-fashioned burger and everybody will still love you. Yeah, stay in the minors. Everybody loves the prospect coming up. But, uh, you know, once you're ready to make the jump, we want you to perform. All right, last question. Very, 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 very quickly. Thoughts on Brennan Manel signing a KHL contract? I always feel like he was the best example of a diamond in the rough, and that came from no. Um, to me, I just kind of think like maybe this speaks to what the Wild think next season looks like with uh, COVID still going on. Like, if they if the season's not going to start until uh, December or January, and they don't think there's going to be an AHL season, like you know, you don't want the guy just sitting on a shelf and, you know, collecting dust. So maybe you let him play in Russia for a year and then re-sign him after that. I don't know. I don't think this was team-sanctioned, though. Okay. Because, I mean, uh, I, yeah. Russo, hey, who knows if it like could be under the table. Yeah, I, I saw Russo's tweet was just, you know, he didn't really have any comment on it as far as I saw. Um, somebody responded to him saying, that, so the Wild still have his rights, right? And then Russo replies, yeah, but he's likely gone for good. Okay, well, which is weird. He, yeah, then he just wasn't somebody they saw fitting into their future. Outside of Addison, I I thought he was maybe the next best defensive pro, uh, prospect that was close to or at least NHL ready at this point. And uh, so I think it's uh, strange that the Wild were just like, okay, go, but don't ever think you're never get a job in this town again. Well, but what mean, do you what do you do if you are the wild in this situation, right? Like, say, like you you qualifying offer him, and then what? You just pay him to like not play, if like it's a guy that you're kind of seemingly on the fence about in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's it, it's just kind of a weird uh, situation, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's bad blood uh, between the team and the player, and it, it it's all very weird because of the COVID stuff. I would expect that whatever hard feelings exist, if there are hard feelings that exist over uh, him doing it, like, 
out of, without permission, which I, I we haven't had that confirmed or anything like that. Uh, but I, I would I would suspect at the moment that Manel can help the team and is available to help the team. Minnesota would be fine bringing him back, right? For sure. I'm not trying to imply that there's you know bad blood or anything. No, I just... no, I. I... I, I, sorry. I, I was just, I, I, I just, it's just a weird spot. That's just a weird spot for like any team to be in right now is, you know, you have all these young guys on expiring contracts and it's like, what are you supposed to do with them? You can, you I don't know what happens if you qualifying offer them. Like, do they get paid for next year? If they don't play, like, does it, they just sit there and do nothing. So I don't know if, if, you know, you might be Manel thinking like, well, I can go to Russia and get paid and, or, or I can sit here and not play um, and not get paid. So, you know, It's a weird spot for a team to be in and a player to be in. It's just really, really hard. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Derek, appreciate you uh, coming again and staying longer uh, on the show to uh, to do our mailbag. Uh, Where can we find you on the Internet? Uh, You can find all the uh, hot takes at State of Stats on Twitter. Where can we find you, Tony? You can find me on Twitter at OhHiTony. You can find my work at 10KRings.com. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15 and follow my work at 10krings.com. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.